You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Talking League. Good evening and welcome everyone to another Thursday night live Q&A. As always, Talking League's brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. We are also now brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and ETFs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. So that's J-A-A-I-M-S-A-P-P.com. So boys, uh, Roy's uh, missed out this week. He's out of work. So we've got a special new guest, Benny Rowe, mate, also known as Rowie. How are you doing, mate? How are you going? Yeah, good, Jakey. Good to be here. Thanks to uh, TK for finally letting me on the show. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a bit uh, bit unusual answering the questions instead of throwing them at Riley, but um, <laughs> definitely understand him having a week off to sort his team out. So excited to be here. Absolutely. Brendan, how are you going, mate? You've uh, snuck outside the top 10, mate. You're only in 10th now. Yeah, well, it still technically makes me in the still top 10, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. yeah no, it's, um, there was a couple of play, um, teams up in that top 10 who weren't in the top 10 who had really good rounds last week uh, with a couple of different plays. But um, I'm finding that a lot of those teams are the top 100. A lot of the teams are very similar. So I could go with the crowd and just keep on seeing how we go. But um, not my way, which we'll discuss in my trades later. Getting to it. So, Benny, um, we'll get your trades up first for this week, mate. But just before we do that, what's your background in fantasy? I know you're a Rocky boy as well. Um, we've been in a few leagues together. So give us a bit of your, your history and um, how you got into fantasy. Yeah, mate. I think, um, I think this is my fifth or sixth year playing fantasy. Uh, I'll give you the credit. I think you dragged me into, uh, into fantasy. I started off as a super coach, um, super coach boy. But... Um, yeah, I think my best finish is 5.53, I'm going to say. So uh, it's good to be on the show with Brenton, who's just worrying about being in the top 10. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, in a decent spot this year, just inside the top 3K. So Not doing too um, bad. So we've we got your team up here, actually. So um, for those on the podcast, you won't be able to see it, but there's on Facebook. So give us a bit of a talk through here, Benny. Um, so you've got Turbo there, which is a bit of a hurt for you. Missing the buy this yeah. week, so that cat won for you. So this is a, I think this uh, snippet of my team, Jakey, is about, uh, I'm still very much undecided on my trades. So before trades, I've got Jack Bird, Hamaso, Tommy Turbo, as well as Kalen Ponga. So obviously didn't have much uh, in the way of planning for my backs. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Uh, early doors, I think I'm going to go Bird to Talakai. I think that's a lock. Um, Talakai, I think it's been a little bit under the radar. They've got a pretty good run home as well. They've got a couple of tricky games after Origin in the Panthers and South, but then they've got a pretty cruisy run home, the Sharks, so hoping he can be a, a set-and-forget centre for me. Uh, and then just talking to you before the show, I think Joey Manu might be a go for me to cover Tommy this week, and then he'll be a nice um, nice one to have as well for the run home, so uh, he'll probably go in for Hammer, I'd say. Um 
And yeah, we'll see what else. I, uh, I do need to start working on my round 16 team. Uh, I think I've only got five or six at the moment, so lucky I've got a few weeks to, uh, to trade to win. Yeah, still 10 trades in the bank too after trades, so you're looking pretty good there, Rowie. We'll jump over to you, Brenton. So um, down to nine trades using two this week, mate. Yeah, using two. I uh, had to get rid of uh, Jackie Bird, just like pretty much everyone else in the world. Um, so I actually brought in James Fisher-Harris this week. Um, we all know that round 16 is a real struggle for mids, uh, so I'm thinking we need to start planning now. I know he has a high break even, um, but he has quite a high average for the Panthers team when the Panthers players are backing up for origin. Isaiah Yo playing 80 as well last night has really reaffirmed it for me. Um, so, you know, even if he scores you a 60, he only loses 10 grand, but you get that 60 points. So doing that one, and then I got had enough cash in the bank to upgrade Ben Trevojevic to a bit of a pod play in Jesse Ramian, um, hoping he can rediscover a form that he's had in the last few years. Um, he's still averaging nearly 40, um, and that gives him about 80 grand value anyway. So a bit of a calculated risk, um, but those are my two trades. And holding Isaiah Katoa for uh, bringing in Finu next week as my cash down. Nice. Very nice. Um, and finally, uh, my team. So I managed just to hold rank last week with 10 players. So I was fairly happy with that given that I got a pretty much full strength side this week. Only got Ponga really my full strength side That's who's out. So bringing in James Fitch-Harris, same as you, Brenton, for Jack Bird. So... I, th- I think he's going to do a job over Origin, I think. So playing those extra minutes with Yo out um, potentially um, plays that round 16 by. And he does have a f- um, 51 average this year when playing over 50 minutes. So when he's locked into that role, he is pretty much a borderline keeper. Um, he may need to be upgraded post um, round 20, but we'll see how we go with that. He should be able to make some money. Other two, two trades there. Um, so I got Jacob Post and Isaiah Katoa, both two peaked cows going out for Jacob Little, who's a bit of a little pod play. Um, at 470k, I think he's just a little bit more value there, um, given he's got a low break even compared to um, Turpin. And he also fits into my bias schedule as well, a little bit better than Turpin, given that I have Robson. Um, plays on the opposite weeks to Robson, which is really good. And finally, Nickel Clockstad. So getting him hit him, I'd also... Oh, I didn't want to get him last week. I was thinking about getting him last week, but I just didn't pull the trigger. I just didn't know how he'd go. But I think last week it showed he's so involved in the game. Um, he's very similar to Edwards, which I've been loving this year. Just always on the ball, runs for a shitload of metres, and always gets a pretty good job done for the Warriors. So I bring him in, and hopefully he makes about 100, 150k, and should be able to cash him out. Hopefully same time um, as Little, around that round 19 or 20. Um, so we've got some questions coming in. So... Let's jump over to him. Bring up the first one. Hens, evening lads. Thoughts on Britton Nickera for the run home? Um, is he the real deal? Hasn't really been spoken much about this week, I'm guessing mostly because of IPAP and Bateman. Um, we'll throw this one to you, Ben, first. What, what's your thoughts on Nicker? Is he someone you've looked at? Um, he does play that round 16 by, obviously, but what's your thoughts on him at the moment? Yeah, he's definitely one that I have looked at. Um, if I didn't have a... Uh, more pressing issues in my backs this week. I'd be trying to get him in, I think. Um, again, on that Sharks factor, I think they have a pretty good run home. Um, uh, you'd think Nico sort of missing some games through Origin might affect him, but actually looking at his history at the start of the year when Nico was out with that injury, his scores were better. So um, I think he is the real deal. Um, obviously pretty pricey at 745k, but 
I think he's one that you can set and forget and obviously plays both major buy rounds. So, um, yeah, if you can, lock it in. Lock it in. Uh, to Harunga here. Nick Meany, a good option for Bird. Would you move him to... Uh, would you move Manu to centre to fit him in? What's your thoughts there, Brenton? Um, have you ever... Have you looked yeah. at Nick Meany at all, given he plays at round 16 uh, as well? Uh, not really, mate. Uh, if you're bringing in players now, I'd prefer them to be playing both of the major buy rounds. Um, and Nick Meany, yeah, goal-kicking, fullback, but I think he's already priced accordingly. If it's a fullback that you're wanting to bring in who's going to play those those rounds, maybe cash down to someone like a Jacob Carraz. Uh, I'm really high on Carraz. I think he's uh, he's averaging about 41 and Meany's averaging 46, but the price difference is about 170 grand. So I'd be looking at doing something like that um, where you're also getting a player who's playing in those two buy rounds. I think that's a good idea too, Brenton, with um, uh, with Kraz, because I think his scores before that injury, he was going absolutely ballistic in that. Um, it was. was a knee injury, I believe, was it? Yeah, he that's got he been... got a three. He got a three yeah. in one of his scores, and it was in the first 10 minutes. Um, he yeah. has been a little bit slow back, but even coming back from the injury, he's scoring you in the mid-30s, which you'll take yeah. any day of the week down in that back five position. Yeah, so you expect his average to get up there anyway. So yeah. maybe have a little bit of a look at Karaz there instead. Um, next question, Harry Melville. Is Tarpane a pickup this week? So TK's, uh, he's actually almost back on the wagon this week. He was bidding the tip in uh, earlier in the season, but he's actually he might actually be jumping back on him. So I know you, Betty, you still have Tarpanay, don't you? I've had the tip in the whole season. I've, I've held faith. Um, yeah, I think if you, I think he's still a pickup. Um, obviously plays 19. Um, I think uh, his minutes have just, his rotations changed a little bit. Um, the last couple of weeks, he's sort of played a bigger stint at the start and then come back on at the end. And I don't know whether that's helped him out a little bit, but he just looks... Uh, a lot more reinvigorated when he's on the field. He's got his offload going again, which I think was put away for the start of the season. So, I mean, if he can keep that up, uh, I think he's one of your top tier mids. And again, if you can get him, he's a gun and plays one of the major buy rounds. So, yeah, don't see why not. Absolutely. Lock it in, Harry. Um, another quick note there as well. There, If you don't already have Horsburgh, he's another one around that same price in the same team. But he might be getting that dual position, maybe, if he stays on the edge um, while Elliot Whitehead is out. Um, maybe we saw Ryan Madison. He's been filling in at second row, and he got the dual, got that edge. So Horsburgh might be one to get it um, in the next round of um, DPPs. So both of those, I uh, wouldn't, um, wouldn't straight away for going either of those. Uh, Charles Walters. Nikora is in for Tomoko. Um, who should I move Bird to? Am I the only one thinking Sorensen um, has the 80-minute edge roll with Martin back in the middle? So what's your thoughts here, Brennan? We saw Martin, um, he played edge in origin, but the last couple of games for Penrith, he has been playing through the middle. So, And Martin, uh, sorry, Sorensen has been playing that close to 80 minutes pretty much every week. Do you, do you think um, Cleary sees Sorensen as their long-term left edge or do you think Martin's eventually going to end up back there? Yeah, the only thing that worries me on that is that I think Sorensen's looking at signing somewhere else. So whether that has an effect on Cleary's coaching, I haven't given Sorensen any thought. I thought the 94 that he scored was an outlier, but I also didn't realise he got dual position. So, mate, you've got a handy dual position player there who's priced at about a 47, 48. Um, and if he can average that, he got 55 last week. If he continues that, there's your 100 grand right there. So um, 
In saying that, though, if he's sold on Nicara, yeah, but is Tomoko a sell? I'm not really sure on that, especially with knowing how hard centers are to come by. So this one you can go either way, I think. Yeah, it's, it is a bit weird. He's trading out Tomoko when he does already have Bird. Maybe maybe he's thinking or Tomoko for Bird. I don't know. Because it seems strange to trade out a center when you already got... Mm. You know, Depending on how your centre cover is, but I think yeah. if you've got Tomoko, I think he's someone you need to hold. Just because yeah, he's had a couple of bad games, I think you need to hold him. Sweet ass. Uh, Jordan, um, he's on the Queensland bandwagon, so up the Queenslanders. Uh, if Hines is not starting on Origin Games, then he's a waste of spot on the bench, I reckon. So probably not more of a fancy question. <coughs> What's your thoughts here, Benny, around Hines? Do you think he's actually going to keep that 14 spot, even though he only played 10 minutes um, last night? Did, or do you think he's a chance of maybe sneaking in for us for around 16? Uh, yeah, look, as a Queenslander, I hope he stays in the 14 spot. I think he's very much wasted on the bench. Uh, 6 or 18, um, I think, is the go. Um yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get picked, that's good. That's an extra player I've got for both buy rounds, I guess. But um, no, I would, um, and Brenton and I were talking about this before the show, I, I think Matty Burton offers a lot more utility value for the Blues on the bench because he can play centre and in the halves and um, and do a little bit more than Nico. So yeah, I, I would agree. I'd say he's a waste of a spot on the bench. We're going to Luke Adams, Burbo to Turpin, and wait next week for Bird to Panasini and Host to Fino. Or pull the trigger now and go Bird to Talakai and Host to Kraz. First option leaves me with 16 this week and second with 17 this week. So I think we were talking a little bit about this before and uh, Brenton with Turpin. Do you, th- do you think he's really the real deal here, even though... We do see um, Hutchison on the bench with the Roosters. Do you think he's only going to play around that 50 to 60 minute mark with Hutchinson maybe taking 20? Or do you think he's got enough value there to make a little bit of money at 300, around that 300k mark? Look, I think even if he plays 55 to 60, I think he's still going to make you some money. Um, we talked about it on the Tuesday show, actually, and we broke his numbers down for the last three years. And the more realistic thing I expect is what he did last year. He was averaging 38 in about 62 minutes. So I think that's around what you're going to expect. But if you're going to get that, you're going to get him for the next five rounds. I think Cheese will be back after their last buy. Um, so you would be upgrading him in like around 19 or something like that. But out, out of these trades, though, um, I do like the second one, um, giving you the full 17 this week. And I think you're getting players who are definite keepers and have the better job security. And they're both undervalued, right, aren't they, Brennan? So you're picking up two guys, you might be able to keep your entire well, team at a cheaper price. Yeah, I think Karaz is definitely undervalued and Talakai has the potential to be undervalued because um, he's he's around that near 600K. So it's a little bit like you, price, yeah. Yeah, you got, you're looking at that as about a probably a 40-point 40, a 40 scorer. So if you think he's going to do a job, then um, I like that second one. Sweet as. So go for that second option there, Luke. So we got Keegan. So what's the plan for solo Robson owners? Um, risk hook a little. So I'm pretty much in the same predicament here, boys. So I got Robson with no hooker cover at all. So I've I've, tra- I've chose to go on uh, go with Little. So obviously Cook and JMK were both my other two options. But I, I just see with Little, given that he's 470k um, and his break even is eight, I 
I think he, even if he only scores 45s for the next, you know, five or six weeks, he's still going to make it close to 100, 150k. So I like the fact that he can take a risk. If he ends up playing 70 minutes or 80 minutes weekly for the Dragons, he could be a borderline keeper. And if he doesn't, if he only plays around that 60-minute mark, averages, you know, 40, you can just cash him out in round 20 when um, he has that buy. So I think it's a pretty low-risk um, option, I think, with Hook gone, I think Little's pretty much their full-time number nine now. Embiid's probably going to be in that 18th man spot for the rest of the season. So I don't see too much risk to his minutes apart from Sullivan, who may get, you know, 10, 20. Um, but I, I think uh, Little's worth a risk there and save them money with that one. Uh, Charles Walter. We'll go to Chris. Hey, Legends, how are you going? At the moment, I've got Jack Bird <coughs> to James Fisher-Harris as my first trade. And is he's asking, is Isaiah Katoa to Oluwapu to Sywoods? Um, he's also got to trade host, and he's got 377k in the bank uh, after my first trade. So what's your thoughts here, Benny? Uh, do you think Bird uh, JFH is a good way, a uh, good trade? And is Katoa to Oluwapu worth it as well? Uh, yeah, first one, I guess, would be very dependent on team balance. Um, obviously, you're trading a centre edge to a middle. Um I think the trade is fine. I think you guys have touched on the value of JF, uh, James Fisher-Harris over the coming weeks. Um, I don't think Katoa to Oluwapu is, is sideways. Um, I mean, Oluwapu does play 16, 19, and he seems to be growing in that in that role now. Um, I mean, I've had Oluwapu since he sort of came onto the scene, so I'm just kind of sitting there waiting for that um, that big breakout score. Um, but you're obviously banking a little bit of money there with that trade. So I don't think it's sideways as such because um, you're going to bank some cash and probably get the same same thing score-wise. Um, Jacob Post is an interesting one. Again, team balance. Um, I guess, like Brenton said earlier, someone who plays both 16 and 19 is probably your go there. Um, I mean, Nicara, uh, if you need an edge, and then you've got Bateman, IPAP as well. So take your pick. Absolutely. I think that's probably a question that's going to come up pretty shortly, I think. I uh, haven't got one yet on uh, the old Bateman iPad, but I'm sure we'll get to a question pretty <laughs> It'll shortly. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. <laughs> uh, Joseph Smith, love to know your thoughts on Bert and Nat Butcher. So what's your thoughts here, Brendan? So Nat Butcher's back in the starting uh, second row spot um, with Radley suspended Tupanur at lock. Do you, do you think he's um, sort of worth it there? Is, is he going to keep that 80-minute edge roll? Yeah. I, th- I think he's pretty highly priced. He's, what is he, about 730, 740 off memory. Um, so that's pricing him about a 51, 52. And I think I was listening to the fantasy amateurs on the Tuesday show that they had, and uh, one of their guys was looking at Nat Butcher. And he historically averages that 55 when he's starting back rower. Now, if that's what you're going for, is just a consistent, solid scorer. And he's also got the duel, I believe, as well. So... It's not the worst idea in the world. Um, however, it all depends on your squad balance. I think there's probably better options that are a bit more undervalued that have higher upside, similar to like your IPAPs, your John Batemans, your Nakoras, so on and so forth. I, th- I think with Butcher as well, I can't remember what game it was. I'm just trying to look through here. I'm not sure. It was either the Cowboys or Panthers game. He did actually start at second row, but he moved into the middle. 
after about 20 minutes, I believe, when, when one of the props went off, um, he actually shifted into the middle with, I think it was Crichton coming off yeah. the bench. So he's, I think he sometimes does play that hybrid lock. He did and... that a lot last year, yeah. actually. Um, and that's why people were picking him up last year is because of that. And he was just a tackling machine in the middle. So if Radley's out and it's and they're going to roll it like that, because um, I don't think Tupanua is a, a very good lock, Um it might be a good shout, and it might be a good pod play for Joseph there. Absolutely, and even if even if you don't want him this week, well, I guess he wants him this week with Bird being out. But Bird he's out. got a fifty-eight break even too, so he's not going to rush away on you. So he's one you could actually pick up in round sixteen as well. Um, but don't mind it at all, Joseph. Um, if you like him, go for him. Uh, Jaden Clark. Here we go. Uh, Bird to Bateman, Nikora, or Ipat. Um, or is. value play with Ellie Katoa and 16 trades remaining. So he's got plenty of trades left and he's doing really well. 660 overall with 16 trades. So he's on track there. So first of all, Benny, um, we thought this question was coming. So Bateman or IPAT? We've talked about Nicker a little bit. Who's your choice out of those two? Yeah, loving that rank, Jaden. Um, yeah, I I think IPAT for me Um I know he's a little bit more expensive. He's got a 63 break even this week, but I think just uh, I haven't seen enough from Bateman this year since he's been back um, to to justify him being a keeper. Um, uh, I think IPAP's sort of still shown glimpses of that um, that gun Parramatta fantasy form we've uh, become accustomed to last year. I think he's thrown some offloads and um, broken some tackles, so. It's it's Bateman for me, I think. Uh, sorry, IPAP for me. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you there too. I think IPAP, he hasn't scored too many tries this year either, just being in that Tigers side. So I think with Tigers finding a little bit of form again, he might actually start scoring, that, pick that try rate up as well. Um, Brent, what's your thoughts? Have you ever looked at Eli Katara at all? Like he, he has dropped a little bit of the money he's made already, but do you think it's a bit... Oh, do you think he's a bit too much of a mid-ranger to be able to get him back again at his current price? I think he's around that yeah. five, what's 500 Yeah, he's, he's about 550 Um Yeah, I think it's a bit too risky for me. Um, again, um, presuming Jaden is an overall player with that rank, um, I would be presuming that you'd want to bring in someone who's playing those two major buy rounds as long as you've got cover for 17. Um, just to, for your point on IPAP, uh, he has scored one try for the whole year. Um, at Parramatta, he was scoring at a 40% clip. Uh, right now, he's at an 8. So there will be, I think, some try regression for him. Um, so I think he is the value pick out of those three. The, the other point I'd like to bring up on fantasy in general and how I've treated this season is that we've had historical keepers for years. Your Payne Harses, your Harry Grants, your Clearies, they're always the guys you end up targeting. And IPAP's been that guy for the last two years. Um, Bateman to a degree, yeah, Nakora, never really that guy. So history will tell us that IPAP will be the better value pick by the end of the season. Great advice there. Kim saying up Queensland, so we'll rub it in a little bit more. Brenton up Queensland. Nah. Hopefully go Wrong. Two through there in a few weeks' time. Uh, Andre, so Sorensen or JFH. So I... I think between these two, like, if, I'm guessing he's looking for a mid for round 16, boys. So, same with pretty much all of us looking for that mid cover. Um, both, I think Sorensen's probably got the better scoring potential, but we just don't know with his job security at the moment. JFH, JFH is going to be in that um, prop spot pretty much all year long. So, his job security is great. Um, he's undervalued at 580 k I think 100 k cheaper than his starting price. So, 
I'd be going JFH there, Andre. Uh, Daniel Lenti, ten, uh, Daniel Lentini. Uh, Nelson, a good pod, looking for round six in mids, not including Hopgoat. Um, only have Hopgood at the moment for round 16, and it needs another two. What's your thoughts here, Benny? Have you have looked at uh, your mids coming up for round 16, and do you think Nelson's a bit of a pod play, given he's uh, coming off that injury-affected scores? Yeah, uh, I've, I think I've also only got Hopgoat for round 16 at the moment, so it's definitely something that I've had a little bit of a look at. Um, the, is Nelson a good pod is a question that I seem to ask myself, I think, way too much, like once a week normally, but... Um, I just haven't been able to pull the trigger yet. I, I mean, if he stays um, fit and off the judiciary rap sheet, sure. But uh, just going off recent history, I, uh, I think if he stays on the field, he's a good pod. But I, I think you're gambling whether or not he stays on the field. Um, yeah, I think, a... yeah. Given and given the ones we've talked about for round sixteen, uh, your JFH. Um, you know, even your butchers, um, I think they're probably a little bit safer. But, I mean, if you think Nelson's going to have a run where he's playing games, then, yeah, why not? Yeah. Sorry, can I just add on that one, guys? Is Nelson carrying rib cartilage injury? Is that what he's he suffering is, he at is. the moment? And I, I think, um, I can't remember where I heard this. I think it might have been an NRL Physio podcast where the rib cartilage actually, um, each week, um, if he'd re-injure it, becomes worse again like you pretty much have to yeah. start from scratch and it, it, yeah. which is exactly my point and some um, why i would probably not be considering nelson as a good pod because that is an extremely painful injury and with better options out there um who are not battling injury um, i think you should be looking elsewhere sorry to hijack your question there Rowie. <laughs> no <laughs> go for it uh Bernard Harvey. Uh, so, Brenton, so we've got a question here on Talakai or Ramian. So I know you're going to be picking up Ramian um, probably because of his price. What's your thoughts there? Who would you be taking out of the two if you could afford both of them? Uh, it, it's a very tough one. I, I, I would actually probably go Talakai if I could have afforded it. Um, yeah, the, probably the value isn't there, but we know what his upside is going to be, and we know how good the attack on the left of the Sharks is, especially either him scoring tries himself or feeding Molotalo, who scores tries for fun. Um, I think Hines is finding Nakora more on the right um, or cutting out Ramian to go to Katoa. So Ramian is not getting those attacking stats as much because they're a bit different on their attack on the right. So... To answer Bernard's question, if you can afford it, I'd probably go Talakai. Um, but Ramian, I think, is going to be a good shout, and it, it would just be ebbs and flows with him, as every centre will be. Awesome. So, lock in Talakai there, Bernard. Uh, Tyson Coles, need an edge. Um, everyone's going Ipat, Bateman, or Nikora, or even Sorensen. So, I think we've touched this a little bit. Um, I think we all agree that Ipat's probably the best option there. Uh, Darren Mobs, um, surely when Whitehead, Whitehead comes back, Tarpanay goes back to front row and goes back to his 50 minutes again. So, Benny, uh, we're seeing Horsburgh last week playing 80 minutes on the edge and doing a really good job. So you assume Horsburgh probably stays at that second row uh, role with Hudson Young coming back in the side as well and Tarpanay stays at lock for the foreseeable future. But when Whitehead comes back, do you think Tarpanay is going back, go back to that 50-minute role? Oh, look, let's hope not um, for us to pin <laughs> owners. But um, uh, look, I, I'm not sort of too worried about it until I until I see it. Um, I don't think the Raiders' middle depth beyond um, 
Papali'i, Tarpane, and um, Hawes is particularly strong. Um, I believe Pasami Solo starting in the other prop spot this week. They've got uh, Gula and Mariotta on the bench. So uh, I'm still sort of holding out hope that Tarpane will sort of play that high 50s, low 60s minutes um, in that same style that he's been playing, you know, that big stint first up and then comes back on to close the game out. I think that's a good point you make too there with with him playing those big minutes a lock. He, he's going to get good scores over the problem pretty much all over the origin period. He's going to be getting that really nice high average. And even if he drop, does drop back to that 50 minute um, average, uh, 50 minutes per game on average, he's probably going to still going to average around that 49 to 50 mark. So pretty much his scores from right now to the towards the end of the season, he's going to be averaging somewhere between 50 and 55. So I think it's definitely a clear hold there, Darren. Uh, Jordan Curtis, good evening, lads. Got two trades in mind this week, tossing up between Clemmer or JFH, and also thinking on Walsh to Manu. I'm just worried that he won't play this week as he's had a bad buy schedule in the next six weeks. Cheers. What's your thoughts here, here Brenton? Yeah, uh, so tackle the first part of the question, tossing up between Clemmer and JFH. I think JFH has got the better history in this period with Isaiah Yo backing up from Origin and Liam Martin backing up from Origin. and uh, I think he'll take the brunt of those minutes, so I think he's the better option. Um, Clemmer in a new club has not been shown that 60-minute role like he had at Newcastle, uh, so I still think he's a risky play, and you're saving 70 grand with JFH. Now, thoughts on Walsh to Manu. I don't mind it. You're lucky that you've got Walsh playing first. So Walsh plays on Saturday at 7.35, uh, and Manu plays on the Sunday game. So you can actually have a look. If Walsh doesn't play, bang, pull the trigger. If not, you can do it next week. I think Manu's got a pretty high break even because of his injury game uh, that he had as yeah, well. Yeah, 55 so. there, Brenton. There you go. So, yeah, he could hit his break even as well. But Walsh, if if he's your plan to be a keeper, we all know how hard wing fullback is to fill right now as well. So you've got the luxury of being able to see if Walsh is actually going to play or not. Sweet as great advice there. Uh, Dwayne, playing head-to-head. Um, so he's got Bird out for three weeks. Who's a viable option if you have Manu and Lemuelu? So um, with given he's already got two centers there, Benny, do you, th- do you think he's worth going a different position? We know like winger fullback's probably a little bit thin this year. Um, or does he just pull the trigger on some, like a mid or a second roller for that round 16 by? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And again, I think it kind of depends on uh, Dwayne's team balance. Um, Is there a position that he needs someone for? Obviously, that should dictate uh, your trade. Um, uh, Yeah, it's a tough one without seeing the team. Um, I think maybe leaning towards, you know, that value play if you've already got uh, Manu and Lem in the centres. We've touched on a few already. Um, I'm sure we'll have some more questions about Finu coming up, but... um, uh, your Littles, your Turpins, you could maybe cash down to some of those cheaper options if you can afford that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, depends on the team. Cool. Uh, Jordan Curtis, uh, ooh, I think we've already answered this. Yeah, much. we just answered. Clemens, it was his so question cool. too. Yep. Nice. Uh, Matt Pittman, 15 players at the moment this week. Thinking of going weeks to Oluwapu and Miller to Karaz and any other trades he could do. Uh, he's also thinking Bird to Clemmer, Sua or Max King. Um, and he's also thinking Miller to Molotalo as a different option to Karaz as well. Uh, how are we breaking down this, Brenton? We th- Miller's obviously a yeah. certain trade and I think Karaz yeah. is one you- he's on your radar as well. 
Yeah, so out of this list that he's given us here, um, and especially with Turbo probably being out for round uh, 15 because of the HIE got in origin, weeks you can hold for that round 15 and 16 cover. Uh, so I would be doing trading out Miller and I'd be trading out Bird. Um, so oh, what do we got here? So Miller to Karaz I like. Um, we talk, we touched it on Tuesday as well that I'm actually a little bit higher on Karaz than I am Mulatalo from a value perspective. Um, both have similar averages, but one's 150 grand more. So um, that's why I would be, probably go Karaz. And then with your Bird move, um, I wouldn't be doing... Jaden Sewer. Um, Clemmer, well, Max King's also a decent shout, but if you're spending that kind of money um, by getting Karaz, I think you could do a bird to like an IPAP or a Nakora or a Bateman over these guys here. Yeah. I think that's a gr- definitely a better idea there, Matt. Um, Bronston, Angus Crichton's getting cheap, so you're still on the bench, uh, bench there, though. So keep an eye out for Angus over the next three or four weeks, and if if he gets that starting second row spot back, it might be worth a little pickup. But the Butcher Brothers are doing a good job at the moment, so just keep that one in the black book and see if he comes up in the future. Uh, Luke Adams, you guys like Ramian versus Talakai? I think we've already answered this, so. I think Talakai is going to score better, but Ramey is probably the most undervalued, so take your pick there, but I think we're all probably going to go Talakai. I know uh, uh, Brenton's going Ramey just because of his price tag, but yeah, see what suits your team a little bit better. Uh, question we've been waiting for all night, Riley Connor. He's out at work this week, old Riley, so hope you're having a good week, mate. Uh, ben Rowe, thanks for giving me the one-week suspension advice. So I messaged TK to see what your job security is like. Are you more a Jason Saab coach or a top simply? that's that's a very loaded question uh riley thank you um yeah look i'll start with the first part of that question the one week suspension is definitely warranted uh for trading in cheese for the fourth time this season (laughs) Uh, and i i'd say i'm probably more of a top sipley coach um he played well last week i think it was a a line break and looked solid so yeah lock in toff for me (laughs) uh samson uh, but JFH or IPAP, um, I think we, we touched on both these players, Brenton, but we haven't done a head-to-head between these two yet. If you're getting one of these two, JFH, obviously the value option, IPAP, the known, uh, pretty much known scorer, uh, being that gun in the second row, who's your pick out of these two? Yeah, so again, it's going to come down to the our favourite um, term this, this podcast, which is squad balance. What are you running on round 16? And what are you needing in round 19? IPAP is the clear buy out of these two as a keeper overall. However, if you have already got like your Hoskings, your potential, your Hylam Lukies or Prestons or someone where you've already got edge cover for round 16, then JFH is your play. Sweet as. So just have a, look, a little bit of a look at your team there, Samson. Uh, Kieran. Hey, boys. My trades are Host, Bird, and Katoa uh, slash Burbo to Nikora, Turpin, and Sue Ali'i or and Fisher Harris. So, what's your thoughts here, Benny? I think we touched on most of these guys already, but the one we haven't touched on is Sue Ali'i. Do you think he's getting you know cheap enough to be able to be a buy again, or do you think he's just not scoring well enough at center? Uh, yeah, I look. I don't think he's scoring well enough at center, um, and uh, uh, particularly with some of the the options that we've touched on. Um, for your centers, both your shark centers. Um, 
I think with the position the Roosters are in as well and the type of player James Tedesco is, I don't think he'll be missing any weeks due to being rested. So I don't even think you're going to get your odd week where Suli plays fullback and fills in there. So, yeah, look, I, I would avoid. Um, I think look elsewhere for centres. Absolutely. Uh, just on those other two, Kieran, as well, Host and Bird, absolutely get rid of both of those guys as well. So Nicker and Turpin are great options there. Um, so Bo Connor's up next. So, <laughs> hey, boys, hope's all, all doing well. Quick question for Ben Rowe. Now Fireburn is scratched for the Queensland Oaks. Will you sell one of your many jerseys to find uh, fund your sports bet account? Uh so I'm guessing Bo's talking about a bit of punting on the horses here, is he? Yeah, he's Connor boys, I tell you. I'm actually it's really good to see Bo. He's um Facebook got hacked last week, so it's good to see you back, Bowie. Um no look, uh Fireburn scratched. I uh, haven't had a look in, to see who who I'm going with there, but um yeah, that might be tomorrow's job. <laughs> uh Bilson. Uh Turpin a buy with cheese gone to round seven, so uh, you think this is pretty safe here, Brenton, dropping cheese, uh, cashing out to Turpin. Um, I guess Lil's your other option there as well. Yeah, I think um, I actually think cheese is out till round 19, so you can also get a couple extra rounds out of Turpin in that period. So if that's, that's a straight swap for the same teams, so wheels up, go. Go for it. Uh, Brenton Byrne, where's the good winger fullback pickup? Uh, not too pricey. He's already got... Buller, uh, Drinky, and Garrick. So he looks pretty good there um, for round 16. So I think a good one for him at the moment, I think, would be CNK if you don't already have him. Um, he's only 480k. I'm picking him up this week. And he came off a great 71 score. And I think he's going to make a little bit of money, even if he's not a season long keeper. Um, he's going to play that round uh, 19 by for you. So, and also round 17, which is going to be fairly tricky as well. So, I'll be jumping on CNK and probably going to cash him out sometime around round 20, upgrade to someone like a Latrell or someone like that post origin. So, maybe have a little look at CNK there, Braden. Uh, or he had Bilson. Uh, yeah, Bills. <laughs> Bloody hell, they're doubling up here. Uh, Simon, traded in Naz at the start of round 10. Uh, is it silly to consider trading him? Um, he's got 16 trades left, so he's pretty abundant with trades. And he's concerned about his injuries. I and mean, it's just annoyed that he couldn't have got Tohu for the same price last week. Um, what's your thoughts here, Benny? With If you already have Naz, is it worth just holding him for that round 16 now? Yes, yep, um, for sure. I Again, I think it's a little bit of a risk. Um, he's obviously carrying at least that rib injury. I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot more niggly injuries there as well. But, um, yeah, like if you've already got him, I think, uh, yeah, let's get through to 16 first and, and we'll reassess from there. Absolutely. Uh, so hold it tight then on that side. <coughs> um, Matt Pittman. Um, we'll go around the table here. Is Edward still worth bringing in? He's one we haven't really talked about at all this podcast. Um, P.S. Tavanasia and Figlo at Rickard Park tomorrow. You're welcome. So there's a little Thanks, uh, tip yeah. for you, Benny. Um, but we'll go around the table on this one um, with uh, with Edwards. Um, I've got in my team um, targeting that round 16 by at 740k, Benny. Do you think he's still worth a pickup? 
given how weak our winger fullbacks are at the moment. Yeah, I I think so. I'm a little bit dirty. I didn't get him at the same time you did, Jakey. Um, he was on my list. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't say you're overpaying. Um, you're obviously, I, I think you're kind of paying for what you get. Um, he's shaping to be one of the elite wing fullbacks this year. Um, obviously plays 16 as well, which is good. Um, and potentially carries a lot more of that attacking load over the origin period with Cleary and the way out. So, um, yeah, I'd say still worth bringing in as he's going to be one of those elite wing fullbacks. Absolutely. Good point you touch on there with him being like one, pretty much the main part of the attack now. He swings sort of both sides and just with, you know, Kikia not being there at the Penrith. I touched on this earlier this year on the pod that he's getting a lot more attacking such just purely because he's touching the ball a, bit, a little bit more. So I think he's really good value. He's, he's just bumped his average up compared to previous seasons. Not, I've seen him play live at Magic Round. He's just doing so well at wing full, at, at fullback there. He's got great talk. He's in everything. He's just an absolute elite fullback in the competition now. Uh, what's your thoughts on Edwards here, Brendan? Have you looked at him at all? Do you think you're going to end up getting him at some point this season? Yeah, potentially at some point. I've loved Dylan Edwards for so long. He's always been a very good value pick in draft, um, and he's always just done a job. But this year, he's just taken it to the next level. Um, just to give you guys a bit of an, an insight on what his averages are this year, he's averaging averaging across the year 220 run meters. <laughs> On an average, so that it, I think the lowest game I can see here is 150 meters. There's game, but there's games he's doing nearly 300. He's also averaging seven and a half tackle breaks a game, which I it, it makes sense on his running style, just how hard he works, how hard he is to tackle, and he's clearly got a great combination with Cleary. Um, so yeah, if you're going to buy him, he's he's proven it. I think he's, he's, there's a couple of thirties there that are a bit of an outlier, but the rest you can see what his ceiling's like, nearly scoring hundreds. So, mate, if if you want to do it, you're doing it, but you're going to be keeping him for the rest of the year, and it's not a bad play. Yeah, I think touched on there with his pace through 220 run meters a game. So even his off games, he's still going to get a good you know 30 points or so. So. Yeah, I think he's proven this year he's definitely an elite um, gun in that wing of fullback position. So not a bad time to buy him. Um, he is pretty much fully priced out at 740, but um, you're paying pretty much for a security get there. So uh, if you want to jump on, Matt, um, definitely a good time to now. Um, another talking league boy, Kyle Lomas. I know he's been in your DMs all week, Brenton. Uh, is this uh, one of the questions that he's uh, brought up to you, Stafford Tower? Um, he's DPP, but... It, is <laughs> was yeah. that 101 off? <laughs> I, I love Kyle. Um, yeah, look, he, it is something he did bring up. Um, I just, I think with his price point, yeah, he's going to make you a bit of money because he had that 100 last game that he played, but he's never been a keeper. Um, so if he could just score you two 20s and all of a sudden you've only made 40 grand, you've got to trade him out again. I think there's better value out there, like your Jesse Ramians. Um, I think Kyle needed to fill centre. So... Um, but we've also talked about Talakai as well, who has, has proven that he has got a better rolling average. So I'm not big on Stafford Toa. Um, I see the appeal, but not for me. And I think his form can also drop off too if Tigers yeah. end up... And he plays for the Tigers. It. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, If Tigers go off a cliff again, he can always, his scores will eventually go back down. So uh, avoid that one there, Cole. Um, There's another Rocky boy. I'm not sure he's... Uh, Queenie's... Uh, Question for Ben. I'm considering it's just a bunch of rubbish here, Ben. I don't think I'm even going to read that out. Um, yeah. Just a quick shout out to Quinny though. Uh, he's not doing well in our head-to-head uh, -head league. He's um, 
in what's he in Benny's seventeenth? Yeah, let me have a look. Just bring it up. I know his rank. He's snuck inside the top ten k this week. I think he's ninety seven hundred. So well done to that uh, for that Queenie. You're ahead of Riley, which is good. Um, let's have a look at head to head. Fourteenth. So he's jumped up three spots this week. So on the charge, mate. Just like Newcastle after beating Manly last week without half our team. So. <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in, Queenie. Hopefully, get some tips, mate, and jump up that ladder. Uh, Landon here. Uh, is it worth getting Turpin for cash generation um, if he's already got Robson and Boyd as his 16 and 19 cover? So, um, we'll get to that second part of the question a little bit later, Brendan. But what's your thoughts here? When you already got Boyd and Robson as that you know cover um, for 16 and 19, is having Turpin just pretty much a waste of points there? given that he's not going to be scoring in your seventeen, uh, in your 13 on that round 16. Yeah, big shout-out to Landon, actually. He randomly messaged me when I was looking for players for a draft league, and um, a few Kiwi boys ended up jumping in our draft league, and um, they've been the most vocal in the chat, and they're unreal guys. So big shout-out to you, Landon. Um, I think – and we were talking about this a little bit before we went live – is balancing your team, and even though there's clear cash cows, is it the right play? I don't think it's the right play in this situation. Um, example I can give you is on my team, Carl Oluwapu, and I'm a Bulldogs fan, so it's so hard for me not to bring him in, but I have that half cover for 16 and 19, and I can't afford to not have a round 17 player. So it, it, that's something you're going to have to have a look at, depending on what your goal is. Uh, but I don't think Turpin's the right move for you since you've got those other two guys already. Nice. Okay. And that uh, second so part of the question as well, yeah. yeah. So he looks like he's got Lemo and Manu in the centres, but I'm guessing Manu's shifting to wing a fullback um, for this week, and he's got Bird injured. So he's looking at another centre. Um, he's got Finu locked in for next week, um, which I think we all agree Finu's a great yeah. option for next week. But who, who's your centre option? I think we've gone through uh, the two Sharks guys in details. Was any other sneaky options there at all, Brenton, that you'd look at centre? Uh, not that I've looked at it, and I've again sent it. This is the exact same um, position that I was in: uh, owning Lemuelu, owning Manu, and owning Bird, and having to get rid of Bird to get a centre to cover you that you're comfortable with having. Uh, so I think you look at the Sharks guys. Um, again, the other sneaky option is Joe Suali'i, which I know on the Tuesday show I was looking at actually bringing him in because he had bottomed out, but I'd much prefer those Sharks guys right now. Absolutely. So have a look there. Probably one of those Sharks guys, Landon. So go with your gut on those two. Uh, Stephen Walsh. Um, so he's got Tane Milne um, for cover for centre uh, winger fullback. But with Bird out, is Suali'i um, the jewel? Is Suali'i the jewel in for Milne? So this is a pretty interesting one here, Benny. Uh, do you think it's a bit too sideways trading in Suali'i for Milne, given they're both... DPP already, or is it, is he just getting Suli for that round sixteen number? Yeah, look, I I definitely wouldn't be doing Milne to Suli. I think that's too sideways. Um, uh, yeah, I I think we've touched on Suli already. I I just would prefer to see more before I'm going near him. Um, that being said, there's obviously not a lot of uh, gun centers out there, particularly for the buy rounds coming up. So. Um, I can kind of understand where he's coming from, but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be pulling the trigger on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, Stephen, as we, we've touched on those Sharks and as 
Um, definitely an option, or if you have the money, just go up to a Lamuelu um, or a Manu for that center position. And if you need a fullback, um, CNK, even Buller, for, if whatever reason you don't have him, I'm, I'm sure most people already do already. But yeah, have a look at yeah, have a look at someone pay that a little bit extra money just not to get Suali. Um, I think that's it, boys. I think we've rushed through the questions ten minutes early, so good work, everyone. Um, Brent, thanks for jumping on as always. Um, becoming a regular on this show and I think you're you're coming up on the Sunday show this week as well yeah three shows this week mate Um, becoming a bit of a podcast whore but um, it's all good all good fun (laughs) absolutely and Rowie thanks uh, for coming on for your debut mate Um, you did really well a lot of nice insight hopefully uh, and hopefully the Manly can get a a win um, after the bye you've already got the win this week so we'll take the bye cheers Jakey cheers for having me boys Uh, it's been been fun and um i've got some i can go and work out my trades now so that's good <laughs> uh, and thanks to everyone for listening as well um clocked off 10 minutes early today but thanks for tuning in uh, getting your questions in um obviously we've got the sunday show coming up uh with the kiwis brent will be on there as well so tune in for that and all regular programming with the tuesday show and wacky wednesday and uh q a's again next week so have a great weekend and see you all next week See you guys.